progress. Okay, so we're up to Daf Mem Aleph, the two dots, second line. So the halacha is that if someone uh, is Ma'anis, a woman, he has to marry her if she chooses. But the Mishnah said, if the woman is a Losase, let's say she's a Mamzeris, then you don't marry her. So the Gemara wants to know, right? Why don't you say I say the chalosa say right? There's I'm sorry. He, if he wants to, I thought he has to. If she, if she wants, if she wants to get married, okay. then he has to. Let's say she's a mamzeres. Does he marry her? No. The Mishnah said no. But why not? The say there's an say for her to, him to marry her. There's a loisa say because she's a mamzeres. I say should be the chalosa say, and he should have to marry Yerbrand even if she's alive. So Omer Lei Hechamrin and Nesia Seven it Cholois Asay Kigoyin Mila B'Tzeras Doliyev Shal Kiyum Lei Asay Yavuhacha Yev Iomra Doloy Beina Miyisla Asay Klal. You want to know why there's no Asay Doch Cholois Asay? Because Asay Doch Cholois Asay is only when you have to do the Asay and there's no other way to do it other than doing the Lois Asay. Over here, do you have to marry her? No, she could say I'm not interested. She could remove the Asay. So because the Asay is removable. It's not comparable to other Asayda Chalaisasas. I mean, we only say Asayda Chalaisasay when you have no choice. Right? Like a Mila and Saras, right? That's the classic example. You have Saras at the Makam Mila. You have Mitzasay to do a Brismila. You have a say not to cut off the Saras. You have no choice. Over here, what's the Asay? He has to marry her? Only if she wants to. If she says, I don't find him attractive, there is no Asay. So that's not called Asayda Chalaisasay. Any Asay that can be easily removed, we don't say Asayda Chalaisasay. Okay. Next Mishnah. Now this Mishnah is a little bit misleading. The Mishnah says like this: Yisoyma, you have a woman who has no father, and she had kedushin and divorced. Now, why you need both, you don't. But let's see. What's the halacha? Rav Elazar Oimer ha'oynes chayiv. If you're ma'anis this woman, you have to pay the knas. Mefata potter. But there is no knas by mefata. Now, okay. What's a little strange is, I, let's, let's analyze these, this case. It says Yisoma. Let's just focus on Yisoma. This is a woman who has no father. Every girl that has no father, you do not have to pay a knas by Mefata. Why? Again, Mefata is a boyfriend-girlfriend. Right? So she's Michael. Why do you ever have to pay? Because there's a father involved. And she can't be Michael on the father's chiv. If, if there is no father, so she's Michael. So why do you need Shinas Arsav and Nizgarshav? Just Stam, Yisoyma. So really, it's two different cases. The Gemara is going to explain it's two different cases. There's case number one, which is Yisoyma. Pause. And then there's a girl who has a father, but there's Nizgarshav and Nizgarshav, which according to Rav Akiva, if you remember from Shabbos' Daf, according to Rav Akiva of the Mishnah, the money goes to her. So because the money goes to her, there is no money by Mefata because she's Michael. Meaning basically, any time the money goes to her, there's not going to be a penalty by Mefata because Mefata, she's Michael. So what are the cases where the money goes to her if there is no father or if it's Nisarasim and Nisgarsha according to Rav Akiva of the Mishnah, the money goes to her. So these are two dis- different cases. So it's not a case where... Um... It's not a Yisoyma that was Nisarasim and Nisgarsha. It's Yisoyma, period. Or, it's like or. Or a girl that was Nisarasim and Nisgarsha the money goes to her, according to Rav Akiva, so because the money goes to her, not the father, so she's Michael. You said that she needs a Michael the money. Every time it's a boyfriend-girlfriend. So is that a svara? What do you mean? What do you mean she's not? What do you mean she changes her mind? She, she, she wanted to live with him. 
No, if it's if 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 she was consensual at the time, there's no there's no penalty. If she wasn't consensual, then it's rape. Those are two things. If it's consensual, then it's mefata. If it's consensual, then she was Michael. If it's not consensual, then it's rape. So it's just a matter of, um, you know. So the Gemara speaks it. Amr Rabbi Archan, Amr Rabbi Yechon. Rav Elazar, she deserved Kiva Rabbi Amr. Rav Elazar, who said, Shinnisar Sevinisgarsha, he's following Rav Akiva, his Rebbe of the Mishnah. Do Amr Yeshla Knas, Viknas Laatzma. Because Rav Akiva said in such a scenario where she already had Kedush and then, had, and then got divorced, but she's still a Basula, there is a Knas, but the Knas goes to her. And that's why, by Mefata, you don't have to pay. Mimai, Medictani, Yesayma, because the Brisa teaches. Yesayma, Rav Lazar, Onus, Chayv, Mefata, Potter, Yesayma, Pshita. It's pretty posh about Yesayma. Why does the Brisa have to speak it out? El Hakamashmal, the Nairishan, Isaiah, and his Garsha, Ki Yesayma. The way you're supposed to read the Mishnah is Yesayma or. A nairish and a zarsav and garsha, which is like a yisayma that the money goes to her. That by onus you pay, mafata you don't have to pay. My yisoma laatzma, nairish and a zarsav and garsha laatzma. Okay, so that's the that's the pesach of Rav Elazar from our Mishnah. Am Rav Zera, Am Rav Rashila, Am Rav Hamnuna, Saba, Am Rav Adbarava, Am Rav Halacha, Rav Elazar, and that's the halacha. Kari Rav Aleha de Rav Elazar, Tuvina de Chachmina, and Rav Rav called Rav Elazar the the choices of the rabbanim. Uh, that's okay. Okay. Um, fine. Yeah. He was, by the way, this Rav Elazar was one of the five that Rav Akiva restarted the world with. So that just gets Rashi speaks it out. This is Rav Elazar ben Shamua. Okay. Mishnah. So we said that when a person is onus mafata, one of the things that you have to pay is boshes, which is you have to pay for embarrassment, right? So ezu boshes. What's the payment for embarrassment, right? The, let's say you rape a woman, so you pay the fifty shekel penalty. Fine. You're also paying boshes. So how much is boshes? So the Mishnah says It depends on the person. A very very chash of a woman from a very chash of a family. The rape of her would be more embarrassing than to a girl who's um, much lower character. So it depends on the person. Pigam, you also have to be pigam. What's pigam? So pigam is the market value as a slave market. So we figure out her value as a slave when she was a basula, and her value as a slave is a non-basula. Now the Gemara is going to ask, why does it matter in the slave market? What does it matter if you're basula or not? So the Gemara is going to address that, but that, that's, that's, that's how you figure out Pagam. And Knas is Shav B'cholodim. And Knas is a 50 shekel penalty regardless of the person. It, that, that's, not, that's objective, not subjective. The Mishnah then says, Anytime there's a penalty from the Torah, like Moitzi Shemra, right? It doesn't matter based on the family. A penalty is a penalty. Fine. So this next Gemara, we've already had the conclusion a couple times. Anytime there's a penalty from the Torah, it doesn't matter based on the family. It's a penalty, it's a penalty. It's the same amount. Right. So, so but the idea of Boshe does... Because does Bo, Boshe is not the penalty. Boshe is Boshe. Okay, so now, here's the question. So, so uh, according to this, it makes no difference if it's a, if it's a, a wealthy family or a... Not for the Knas. Right. 
The knas is 50 shekel, all Jewish women. The boshes and pegam are, are subjective. Okay. Now, this next Gemara, we've had the conclusion a couple times, the conclusion which is on the next Amit. The question is, how do you know that there's also boshes and pegam? Maybe the, when the Torah says you pay a penalty, maybe the penalty is all you have to pay. Maybe that's, that's what the Torah is saying. We'll cover it. I Meaning, how do you know there's a thing called Baishas in this case? Yes, in general, when you hurt someone, you have to cover Baishas. But maybe in this case, when there's a 50 shekel penalty, maybe the 50 shekel penalty covers an all inclusive penalty. So, how do you know there's Baishas? So, we've had this before because we've had Jerushas, which we're going to have in the next Ahmed. But the Gemara first, before it finds Psukim, is trying to think of Svaras. Of how do I know that you have to pay Baishas when you rape a woman? Maybe the 50 penalty. 50 shekel penalty covers all financial expenses. So the Gemara says, Maybe the 50 shekel penalty just covers everything. So what's this, how do you know that you have to pay Baishas? The Gemara says, it's a Svara. The Svara is very simple. You want to know how you know you have to pay Baishas? Because it doesn't make sense. How could it be that every Jewish woman has the same amount? How can 50 shekel cover every single Jewish woman? There's no difference between whether you rape a, a princess or a, or a commoner. It doesn't make sense. I mean, there has to be some subjectivity. So 50 shekel must be not the entire thing. Because if 50 shekel covers everything, it doesn't make sense. So it's the same 50 shekel penalty if you, if you, if you attack the daughter of the Gadol Adar to a random street person. It's not Mestaber. So it must be that the 50 shekel penalty doesn't cover everything. The Gemara says that, but that's not a great svar. I'll tell you why. The halacha is that if your animal kills a slave, a non-Jewish slave, you pay 30 shekel. It doesn't matter whether the slave is the most skilled slave, he's a diamond carver, or if he's just a slave who sweeps the floors. So you see over there, there's no distinction. It's just 30 shekel covers everything. So maybe rape also 50 shekel covers everything. So you're going to say, well, yeah, it doesn't make sense that, that rape would, the same penalty would cover all women. Well, the same penalty for slaves covers all slaves. So says, okay. Let's say a woman is attacked twice. The first time and unnaturally, so she's still a basula. Then the second time naturally, so they're both considered rapists. They both have to pay the penalty. Does that make sense that they should both pay the same amount? The first time is obviously worse than the second time. So, well, what's the answer? It must be that the 50 shekel penalty doesn't cover everything. And to that, the Gemara has the exact same answer, which is, what about slaves? The Gemara says, The Gemara says, yeah, but that's not a good point, because by slaves also, it doesn't matter whether the slave that you killed was injured, healthy, strong, not strong, it's 30 shekel. So the same way the slave penalty covers all slaves, maybe the rape penalty covers all, all, all rape, and it covers all finances. So what's the source that this boshes and begam? So the Gemara says, it's not a svara, it's a pasuk. You pay the 50 shekel, the Pasuk says, because you hurt her. The Pasuk says the 50 penalty is because of the rape. The implication is this penalty is because of the rape, but there are other penalties that you'll have to pay, which is Boshes and Pagam. Another source? Which, which are subjective. Correct. Another Pasuk that says that you pay for lying with her, the benefit, the pleasure of lying with her, 50 shekel, which implies there are other penalties you have to pay. The 50 shekel covers the lying with her, but the boshes and begam are not covered. So these are psukim that tell you there's boshes and begam. Okay. The Gemara has a kasha. Who, who gets the money for the penalty? 
standard girl. We've had this. Goes to the father. Who gets the money by Boshas and Megam? Goes to the father. What's the source? You see, the, the penalty the Pasuk says goes to the father. What's the source that Boshas and Begam go to the father? That's not in the Pasuk. So how do you know that it goes to the father? Maybe it goes to her. So the Gemara says, Maybe Boshas, I understand the penalty. The Pasuk says the penalty goes to the father. But what's the source that Boshas and Begam go to the father? Maybe Boshas and Begam should go to her. So Amar Kra, the Pasuk says, this is regarding nullifying, annulling vows. It says, Binureha beis aviha, that the girl is in her father's house. Kol shevach nu'urim laviha. She is completely under the control of the father, which means all finances go to the father. Their understanding this Pasuk is saying, right, the simple shot of this Pasuk is saying that when a girl is living, when she's under, uh, she's under 12 and a half, her father is in control, that the father can annul her vows. That's Pasha shot what the Pasuk is saying. We're now darshaning that what the Pasuk is really saying is the father is in control of all her money. So that would be the source that Boshe Sibigam go to the father. The Gemara says, I'll tell you the problem with that. This Pasuk cannot be the source that all the money goes to the father in all scenarios. I'll tell you why. The Gemara wants to know in general, how do you know that if a girl has a job, she's 11 years old and she gets a lemonade stand, who gets the money? Halachically, goes to the father. How do you know that? Now, why not just use this Pasuk? If this Pasuk is telling you a clear-cut rule that all money always goes to the Father, use this Pasuk. It doesn't. What's the answer? This Pasuk is not referring to money in general. This is referring to the Father's ability to annul vows. So, therefore, this cannot be the source that the Father gets Boshas and Megam because this is not a source that could be used across all scenarios. The Gemara says, how do I know that in general that the money that the daughter makes goes to the father? Because the Pasuk says, that a father can sell the daughter when she's below bat mitzvah to be a slave. So we're comparing the daughter to a slave, just like a slave. All the proceeds the slave makes goes to the master. So to the daughter, all of her proceeds go to the father. So you see that the daughter is considered jurisdiction of the father. Why not use that other Pasuk? What's the answer? It must be that other Pasuk is not referring to finances in general. That's referring to the father's ability to know vows. So which case we do not have a source that the father gets the 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 the, the, the Boshis and Megan because that Pasuk that we were trying to use was referring to so the Gemara says, okay, so learn now from the other Pasuk. The other Pasuk said that a father gets all of her proceeds. Right? We have a Pasuk that says that if a girl has a job, the money goes to the father. So you want to know how do you know the father gets Boshas and Begam. So learn now from the job thing. If the father gets the job money, he gets Boshas and Begam. The answer is, you can't compare Isurim uh, to money. Meaning the fact that he gets the money when it comes to her lemonade stand... You can't learn out isurim, meaning money that you got from an iser, meaning boshes and begam, which is due to an iser that happened. That that that's not comparable. Okay, so we still don't have a source that the mamonim isur. We don't. We never learn out mammon from iser. The two just they're too different. So the Gemara says, okay, so we have a source that the father gets the knas. We just don't have the source of boshes and begam. So learn out from knas. The fact that the father gets the knas means he also gets the boshes and begam. Again, we don't compare moment to moment to knas. So, 
I actually think that before when it was trying to learn out, um, I think it was trying to learn out from Hatar Sadarim. And the answer is you don't learn out Mammon from Misr. The point is you can't learn out from there. You can't learn out from Knas. So how do you know it? You know the answer is? It's a svar that it goes to the father. Why? If the father wants to marry off his daughter to a girl to a guy who's like really embarrassing. A manuvel, right? A really gross guy. Does he have the right to do so? He does, even though it causes her embarrassment. What is the answer? It sees that the father is in control when it comes to busha. So it makes sense that the money that was given to the daughter because of her busha will go to the father. I mean, the father's power, you see that the father has the ability to inflict busha on the daughter through his rights. So you see that's the father's power. Therefore, it makes sense that he would get money that has to do with busha as well. Okay. Um, now, the Mishnah said that when it comes to evaluating pagam, you figure out her market value before she was raped and her market value after she was raped as a slave. The question is, right, so she was a basula and now she's not a basula. So you figure out how much less she can make on the market value, on the slave market, and then that money is called pagam. Let me ask you a question. Why does it matter in the slave market if she's a basula or not? Why would you care if your slave is a basula? Oh, so the Gemara says, "Hey, Chishamin, Am Ravu, the Shmuel, Oim Din Kama, the Meritz and Litin, be Shifcha Basula, be Shifcha Bula, Lashamshay." We figure out the difference in value between a slave who's a Basula and a slave who's not Basula. So the question is, Shifcha Bula, Shamsham, and Afkalmin. What does it matter if your slave is a Basula or not? What do you care? So the answer is, Elabein Shifcha Bula, Shifcha Shena Bula, Asila Avdoi. The case is, you have a slave, and you want this slave woman to marry your slave. So you'd prefer that your slave. The question is, how much would you pay for your slave to get a basula as opposed to a baula? So this is a continual question. The Gemara says, why, why do you care whether your slave is living with a basula or a baula? What do you care? Money. Yeah, but what do you care? It's like, how much would you pay more to have a slave that's a basula for your, for your, for your male slave, to be with your male slave? It's like, what, what do you care? The answer is, the cases where you have a very close relationship with this male slave and you know that he would prefer that. So the question is, how much would you pay to help his preference? Okay. All right, let's finish up the daf. It's an easy daf today. <clears throat> We've had this many, many times, and that is we know that a, a father can sell the daughter when she's a katana. Once she reaches the age of bat mitzvah, he can no longer sell. We also know that rape, the knas is from the time of a naira, which is 12 to 12 and a half. The question is, if you rape a girl under 12, does the penalty also kick in? Meaning, is the penalty just from 12 to 12 and a half or up to 12 and a half? And it's a machlekes or a mayor and the rabbanon. Is there a knas by a katana? We've had this many, many times. It's a machlekes or a mayor and the rabbanon. So, kol makam shiish mecher in knas. Anytime you could sell the daughter, which is under bat mitzvah, there's no knas. Meaning, the rechachamim hold that up to 12 you could sell, but there's no knas. And then 12 to 12 and a half, there's knas, but you can't sell. Ketana, under bar mitzvah, yesh mecher. You could sell the ain't look nas. Anytime you could sell the daughter, which is under bat mitzvah, there's no knas, because the chum hold there's no knas under bat mitzvah. Anytime there's knas, there's no sale. Because you could sell up to 12, but you can only have a knas above 12. Naira, yesh lo knas, ve'in lo mecha. Habegeres, and once you're 12 and a half, e'in lo lo'i lo knas. Then you, ha- you don't have anything. You can't sell it, you don't have a knas. That's the shita l'chacham. 
The Chacham hold there's no knas by a katana, and Rameir disagrees. I'm sorry, Rameir holds there's no knas by a katana. Rameir is the author of our mission, and the Chacham disagrees. There's no mention over here at all about father or anything like that. We're finished with that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's in general. What is the age where there's a knas? Um, definitely 12 to 12 and a half. The question is, what about up to 12? It's a machlekes from the Rabban. The Rameir says there is no knas, the Rabban says there is a knas. Um, this teaching of the Mishnah, that there is no knas for a katana, that is the teaching of Rameir. There is a knas under 12. According to the Chacham, there is a knas. So according to the Chachamim, up to 12, there's a knas and there's a sale. And then 12 and 12 and a half, just a knas. But up to 12, there's a knas and a sale. The Tanya, as the Brisa says, again, we've had this many times, from the moment the child is born until 12, you could sell her. But there's no knas. Knas only begins at 12 to 12 and a half. When there's sale, there's knas. When there's a sale, there's no knas. When there's there's no sale. The say, no. From the time you're three until you're twelve and a half, there's a knas. Knas in mecher lo ima af knas makem mecher. There's both a knas and the ability to sell it. What's her mayor shita? Why does her mayor hold that there's no knas under twelve? Where does he get that from? So Amr of Chizda, my time with her mayor. What's her mayor's source that there's no knas under twelve? So Amr Kra v'loy siela isha. The pasuk says that when you rape a woman, if she's interested. Then you marry her. That, I'll tell you, I'll, it's very simple. That excludes a katana. Why? A katana is not at the age that she could choose to get married. The implication of the Pasuk is that after the rape, if she chooses to get married, then they have to get married. That implies that she's at the age where she could choose to get married, which is above bat mitzvah, because below bat mitzvah, it doesn't matter her das. It's only the father's das. So that's how Rav Meir sees that the Pasuk by Knas is obviously referring to above bat mitzvah, because it says, Lo yisiyah le'isha, that le'isha b'mahava asma kasmadavri, must be referring to an age where the daughter can choose to marry anybody. So that excludes a katana. So that's how Rav Meir knows that a katana is not included in the Knas. How the Chacham, what are the Chacham, how, where's the Chacham source that a katana is included in the Knas? How do they know that the Pasuk is referring to a katana? Now, by the way, this is a, a, a big mistake. You see the word, uh, the next word in the Gemara is Naira? Yeah. It should not be Naira. It's actually, a, it should be Nar. It's a huge difference. Rishlagish tells us a rule. Naira implies 12 to 12 and a half. Nar implies even below bat mitzvah. So because it says in the Pasuk, Nar without Naira, without a hay, because it's written without a hay, without a hay implies below bat mitzvah. Okay, so because the pasuk says naira without a hay, no, so it's naira without a hay. So it's naira without a hay because it's written without a hay that implies below bat mitzvah. Okay, it's a rule. Now, so that's so Rish Lakish says on this gemara that anytime the pasuk says naira without a hay, it means below bat mitzvah. So the gemara tells us the following: Shamar of Papa Brader of Chanan Kluchis. Rav Papa heard this teaching of Rish Lakish. That naira without a hay implies below bat mitzvah. And it says that by rape. So he means Ozul Amra Kamidur Simi Barashi. He said this in front of Sir Barashi. Ozul Amr Lay, Sir Simi Barashi said, 
Atun, Ahomas Yisla, no Ahomas Yisla. He said, we have a dif- different tradition. We know that Rish Lakish told us a rule. The rule is that Naira without a hay implies below bat mitzvah. You have the tradition that he said it on this Mishnah regarding rape. We actually have a different tradition, that he said it on a different halacha. But what did he say it on? He said it about Motzi Shemra. Motzi Shemra is if you marry a woman, right, and you say she's not a basula, so if you're telling the truth, she gets a death penalty because she committed adultery. If, you, if you're not telling the truth, then you have to pay a hundred uh, shekel penalty. So it says regarding the Motzi Shemra, the question is, could there be Motzi Shemra on a katana? Right, you marry a girl who's ten, you claim she's not a basula. Could there be Motzi Shemra on a katana? So Amri Shlokish, HaMotzi Shemra al-Katana Potter. The process of Motzi Shemra does not apply to a katana. Meaning, if you're lying about her being a basula, you don't have to pay the penalty. Why? Because the Poska says Naira with a hay. That means above bat mitzvah. If it had said without a hay, fine. But it said with a hay, which means above bat mitzvah. So how do you know that you can't have Motzi Shemra on a girl who's ten? It's because it says Naira with a hay, which means above bat mitzvah. I'll tell you about the Barava's kasha outside, very simple. You're telling me, how do you know that you can't have Motzi Shemra on a ten-year-old? Because it says Naira with a hay. If it didn't say Naira with a hay, what would you say? It could apply. How would that be? Again, what's Motsi Shemra? The husband claims that she's not a basula. If he's lying, he pays. If he's telling the truth, no, if he's telling the truth. Hundred. No, no, if, if he's lying about her being a basula. Then it's nothing. Then, no, no, he says she's not a basula. If he's telling the truth, if he's lying, and she is, then he pays the penalty. If right. he's telling the truth, then she committed adultery, right. and you kill her. Do you kill ten-year-olds? No. No. So the fact that one of the punishments is death implies that it has to be above 12. So you need a special Pusik to tell me it has to be above 12. Because what's the penalty? The Pusik says if he's telling the truth, if he's lying, that he pays a penalty. If he's telling the truth that she committed adultery, you kill her. You're not killing a girl above, below bat mitzvah. So it must be that the Pusik is referring to above bat mitzvah. You don't need a Pusik for that. Just the context tells you it's above bamitz. If it didn't have the word naira, what would you say? It applies even to a katana. The puzzle says that if he's telling the truth, you stone the girl for adultery. You're not going to kill a 10-year-old. So what's the answer? It must be from the context of the Pasuk that it's referring to above Ba Mitzvah. So why do you have the word Naira there? So it's extra. You know the answer is? The reason why the Pasuk says Naira is to tell you a rule. Anytime it says the word Naira over here, it's extra. It's to tell you a rule. Naira is 12. If it's without a hay, it's below Ba Mitzvah. That's why it was extra, and that tells you that's the Shidduch Chachamim regarding Knas, that there's no penalty for rape below Bat Mitzvah, because it's, there is a penalty for rape below Bat Mitzvah because it says Naira without a hey, Naira without a hey implies below Bat Mitzvah. I will stop here.